Cheers, y'all. Welcome, my friends, to this fine little radio program known as Smoking and Toasting, known internationally as Smoking and Toasting. I told you I had a buddy who was uh, uh, who was visiting a foreign country, and uh, he was listening last. I've week. got a couple friends that are so, out of town right so now. We're, we're now yeah, international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same so thing. Same thing. It's pretty awesome. Welcome to Smoking and Toasting, ladies and gents. It's uh, all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. This is show number one hundred and forty four, and we are brought to you by B and B Butchers and Restaurant. At 1814 Washington Ave in Houston, in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, and also by BB Italia on Memorial in Houston and BB Lemon on Washington Ave and a new uh, location of BB Lemon coming very soon. So uh, so here we are, Ian, show number 144, and, and how are you feeling? I'm feeling a little sad because I'm actually... You probably already know this, but I'm actually going to miss show number 145. 145, yes. So the plan... And and this is I say the plan because it's not solidified, right, 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 and because it's Jeremiah. Uh, but the plan is that Jeremiah will actually uh, co-host the show with me next week for number one forty-five, since you are going to be out of pocket. Well, that should be fun for you. Well, it will be fun for me if you know we're able to put it together. He texted me today and said he thinks so, which you know that puts it at about twenty-five percent. I'm going to send you video of me having fun. <laughs> yes, because you are going to be uh, in Las Vegas whooping it up. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, there happens to be an um, oh, a little uh, what do you call it? IPCPR. A, a little going thing on. going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, IPCPR, by the way, which is about to change their name from IPCPR. Yeah, I heard yeah. about that. Yeah. So uh, we'll tell you about that. They're going to rebrand. Uh, that's one of the things going on on the show today. But before they have a chance to rebrand, you're going to go and basically try to crash the party. That's right. I'm going to go crash the party as best that I know how. And let you me know ask what? you this: Do you think you'll be able to find any cigars to smoke? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as it stands, there's supposed to be so many. Like we talked about this earlier, yes. there's supposed to be so many new cigars coming out. Everyone is rushing. Uh, it seems like to release all the cigars just in case this uh, bill goes through and it makes it much much more right. difficult. Well, and to- of course, the bill has actually already gone through. It's just a question of whether premium right, right. cigars will be exempted from it or yeah, not. Yeah, make, make that make sense. So, um, but, but if they're not, you're right, it's going to be much more a much more labored process to introduce new brands. Yes, yes. So And, and new lines. So if whatever, you can establish so. a line right now, you can always alter it later, I think, is the mm-hmm. overall thing. So if you come up with a new brand uh, uh before that, uh, before that all happens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you're going to be a little better off, make your life a little easier. Yes, absolutely. So uh, you'll be there for what may be one of the biggest IPCPRs ever. I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. Yeah, so that that's that's really exciting. So, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on smoking a cigar. Okay, good, good, good um, to know. There will be at least a beer. And a few old fashions tossed in there, consumed at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you're gonna have a blast. So you'll be reporting back uh, when you return. Oh, uh, absolutely. Some of your adventures and misadventures from uh, from Vegas. Oh, absolutely. And you will we'll be able to watch the progression of how drunk I get. Yes, no, that's <laughs> from a joke. from one segment to the other. That's not really no. a joke. I just have to say it's a joke. No, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> of course you do. Yes, uh, you know, a couple uh, uh, not this year, but last year we w- went to the Big Smoke. Yes. Uh, in Vegas and. 
we had a, a great time there. Got to uh, hang with Rocky Patel and do an interview mm-hmm, for the show, was which is you can go back and check it out. It's very enlightening. Rocky's an interesting dude. Everybody at the uh, at that Rocky Patel booth was so awesome. And oh so yeah, nice all to of us. them. Yeah, like, uh, Nish and Nimish. Yeah, they were all, all so the guys, cool. So, uh, so uh, anyway, we decided then that maybe the next one would be IPCPR, yeah. but you're going to be you're going to be going solo. So. Uh, Congratulations! Going solo, I'm going without yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I don't know what your I, business is. I won't. But, uh, be, I won't be there to hold you back. <laughs> is, is what it amounts to. So right. Uh, so it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, who knows what kind of uh, mess Jeremiah and I will get into uh, next week without you. So uh, we will be skipping a show on Fourth of July. Obviously, uh, right. Be that'll be the week do. after. Right, and right. then so we'll uh, the week after we'll we'll find out. I don't out have any Fourth of July your, plans. How your I'm Vegas uh, trip was. I might so. have to do something about that. I bet you could figure something out. So I need to find yeah. water to be in and some something else to do. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe have a cigar and a beer. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, on today's show, the top 20 cigars you should buy right now and how to get better beer by changing your soap. We'll tell you how. This is an inexpensive thing that you now, can do. that's intriguing. Yeah, inexpensive thing that you can do and make your beer better. Also on the show today, we'll be uh, sampling some interesting stuff. Carbach Brewing has a new uh, beer out, Carbach from right here in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, called Coastal Conservation Ale, which I was immediately intrigued by this whole concept. Beautiful can, so we'll be trying their Coastal Conservation Ale. Uh, Dogfish Head has something brand new, kind of keeping with the coastal theme. Uh, their uh, beer is called Eastern Seaboard. It's a wild, a wild ale. Aged on blackberries and peach plum. I don't even know what that is. Do you? Do you know what peach plum is? I don't know what peach plum is. We'll have to look that up. So, uh, And then Mad River Brewing from uh, Blue Lake, California, has a bourbon barrel vanilla porter that we'll be trying, which I'm uh, sure you're excited about that. Yes. So, uh, and then you may have seen it as we uh, started the show, uh, to already spinning on Mr. Uh, Twirly Gig. Um, Four Square. I had read about how good this rum is supposed to be, but have never tasted it. So I'm very excited about it. If it's not good, we're making daiquiris. It's the Four Square 2007 (laughs) Exceptional Cask Selection Single Blended Rum. I'm not going to tell you how much I spent on that because you would never have uttered that uh, that daiquiri (laughs) comment uh, uh, by any means. So Uh, so a lot going on. We uh, will also mention, um, if we have time to get to this, uh, Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters has a new favorite whiskey. It's a peanut butter whiskey, and he was like talking about it on stage at a recent Foo Fighters show. So That's we'll, not screwball, we'll is it? We'll share that with you. No, no. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, uh, we'll also uh, share with you the 10 best rum brands to drink right now. So it should you be. Got a, you got a couple right nows going on. I got a like, couple right now. Buy these cigars right that, now. By the way, these that, rums that right apparently now. right now seems to be the new trend in clickbait. Uh, like it, like if I if I put an article out on the internet and I go uh, here's the here's the five best cigars for you to smoke, and you go okay that's interesting. Cruz put up his five be- uh, best cigars, but if I put up here's the five best cigars for you to smoke right now, that, you then know you it, go it, I better click on it that has the, because it, it has urgency to it. It has yeah it has the urgency like it, it feels like that right now should be read in the monster mm-hmm. truck voice. Mm-hmm. Here are the five best cigars to smoke right now. Right now and and the piano music from the Van Halen song doodle doodle yeah. starts playing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. But uh, anyway, we'll get to uh, we'll get to all of that. I think it's going to be a very interesting show. And of course, I, I know you're excited about uh, about the. Uh, about the beer and the soap. 
So the beer and the soap. Yeah, the beer and the soap. That should just be the name of today's show. The beer, and the, the beer and the soap. <laughs> the beer and the soap. <laughs> uh, so it's been quite a week for me. I assume it has been for you. Did you smoke anything interesting? You caught me earlier, friend? actually. I did. Yeah, I showed up at Casa de Monte Cristo, your <laughs> your pre-show hangout. Yeah, and I walked yes, yes. in the lounge. I'm like, oh, Ian was right. They'll let anybody smoke here. <laughs> so, you uh, caught me right at the tail end yeah. of my cigar. I was smoking a. Um, so I, I went uh, up to. Um, uh, up to the Dallas Fort Worth area about a month ago. I did mm-hmm. not go. Uh, unfortunately, I did not have time to go by the uh, the new B and B up there. But um, I'm, I'm going to make that happen next time because it was just a fly in, fly out kind of thing. But uh, I was hanging out with a friend of mine that smokes cigars, and he turned me on to the Alec Bradley Magic Toast and gave me a, a, a Churchill, and I smoked it. The Magic Toast, but I did not write a review about it. Okay, so today I went in and bought the Robusto Magic Toast. So oh, this is actually yes. the second one I've had, but slightly different because it's a different, slightly uh, different, different due to the size. And yeah. I, I made that uh, that choice uh, especially because I had already smoked the uh, the Churchill. The Churchill. Yeah. So um, I went in and uh, and grabbed the Robusto and and uh, let's see. Let me just go ahead and read through my notes here. Let's see. The appearance is dark brown, semi smooth, very leathery looking wrapper, oily uh, and firm. Uh, so really nice looking uh, cigar. The uh, the label's real pretty on it. I could have uh, taken a better picture. It looks like it's a little out of focus there. <laughs> um, but um, let's see the uh, the pre light sniff, toasty, just like the name, uh, sweet and creamy kind of flavors coming across. The uh, pre light draw. I used a punch. The draw was a little tight. It didn't seem like it was going to be a little too tight, but it was a little tight. Um, so I put up with it for now. Uh, uh, the the pre light draw had uh, notes of toast, sweet, creamy flavors, uh, very slightly milk chocolatey, uh, and a little fruitiness going on to it that was interesting. Like fruity is something that I don't always, I don't always say a cigar has that flavor. It's not right, one you expect, right. but every once in a while it does show up, like mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the background of stuff. Um, the first third of this was creamy, peppery with a. Uh, uh, and creamy, peppery, kind of under the toast flavors. The toast is magic. Toast is the right name for this. Mm-hmm. Like once you say toast and you try this cigar, you're like, yeah, it's that's, very. Yeah, you're very, like, yeah, that's you know what why I'm they called yep, it magic that's what toast. I'm getting. Yep. The uh, light coffee and chocolate flavors were underneath all that. It was very nice. Uh, very nice start on this cigar. Um, the um, second third of this, uh, I, I would describe as toasty toast with toast. <laughs> let me let me repeat that so you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Toasty toast. With, with toast, toast yes. Yeah. Now that didn't mean that it didn't have some complexity to it. It still had it had some creamy, peppery flavors, some sweet chocolate way in the background, dark fruit undertones. Uh, that that I could I I got them on the nose at the very beginning of the cigar, but it didn't really taste them in the first third, and then they started kind of showing up in the background, kind of sneaking in. Um, uh, the back door, so to speak, and the flavors uh, on that, and they and they came in by the third third of this cigar. By the way, this thing burned perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like the whole time, I forgot to write down about the uh, about the burn on. The burn was perfect. The ash, by the way, ash this cigar because the ash does not hold on that tight, <laughs> and it will drop on you. I was careful enough shirt. to see that before I let it happen. <laughs> so on, it didn't. It didn't actually uh, on my new shirt, shirt that says. Yeah. Ride bikes, drink beer. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is a present from my wife. I love it. Um, so uh, the last third of this, the pepper moves a little forward. Uh, there's more toast and chocolate going on in this thing. The chocolate moved up a little bit. There's some coffee flavors made an appearance in there that uh, that I didn't really get a whole lot earlier in the cigar, but the coffee showed up and uh, and was really nice. Uh, and the fruity undertones just stayed through the entire end nice. of this cigar. So it was really nice. This was uh, I think I paid eight dollars and seventy five cents for. 
for this cigar mm-hmm. at the Robusto size. Uh, it was a long smoking cigar, too. Even at a Robusto, it smoked for an hour nice. minimum. Yeah, no nice. problems. Uh, at $8.75 for this cigar, this is a great smoking cigar. I'm going to give it a six because nice. I enjoyed it. The flavors were great. This is a medium cigar, and 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 medium, and I want to say it's not it's not medium towards the lighter side. It's dead center medium. But if you're a light light or mild uh, cigar smoker, you're probably going to enjoy this because it does. It's not a pepper bomb. There's a little mm-hmm. pepper there to be interesting, but it's not a big spicy pepper bomb. That toast just keeps it so friendly. Um, and I just enjoyed enjoyed it tremendously. So PVQ, the price to quality index, is definitely going to be a little above average. It's going to be at a six. I was really, really uh, happy with this cigar. And just for anyone who's maybe new to the show or uh, maybe hasn't heard us explain the price to quality index, it is a scale of one to ten, but six may be a little better than you might think uh, yes. in terms of a rating because at a five, we consider it to be uh, that you got your money's worth for the cigar. So if you buy an $8 cigar and it smokes like a great $8 cigar, uh, that'd be a 5. If we rate it higher than that 5, like a 6 in this case, means Ian wouldn't have been disappointed had it been a little more right. expensive. I could have spent another dollar on it, but just fine. Not right. even thought twice. Right. If it was a 9 to $10 cigar, you unwrapped it and smoked it, you'd have still... Felt like you got your money. Probably worth. still would have given it a five. As a matter of fact, I didn't know what the first one I had. I didn't know what it cost. Yeah, right, because it was given to you by a friend. Because uh, yeah. it was given to me by a friend. I thought, wow, this is this is really nice. And and that's why, like, I liked it so much that I smoked that one and then went back and wanted to review yet another one for this. So nice. that's man, what a great cigar and what a friendly little cigar. Like the flavors are so good. If you've got uh, if you've got mild to medium in your palate and you go, I want something that's a little different. Uh, or maybe I want something a little bigger than mild. That's a, it's a great cigar. What if I was looking for something that had sort of a, a flavor of toast? If you Would were you... looking for something with a toasty flavor, yeah. Um, of course, the uh, Aladino Connecticut yeah. has that. But Magic Toast has, uh, especially in the middle of the cigar, it has a flavor that I would I would actually call toasty toast. With toast. With toast. Got yes. It. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm clear. I think I'm clear. <laughs> well, uh, I had a really interesting one. I was uh, out uh, this last weekend. I was uh, I was in Dallas. Uh, my uh, friend and business partner, Pat, his daughter was getting married. So we went up for the wedding and to support uh, Pat and his family, you know. And uh, it, was a, uh, it was a great trip. My wife and I rented a little uh, house for a couple of days, uh, specifically because it had a back patio where uh, we could sit out and... Uh, grill and smoke and and enjoy the that's uh, nice enjoy the afternoon so uh, so I packed up my little travel humidor and uh, uh, just threw a few things in from my regular humidor and uh, got there and uh, opened it up looked at it and I thought huh this looks interesting I'll smoke this one it's a cigar I believe Alan Denny uh, who nobody cares about uh, uh, who works for EP Carrillo I believe he had given me this cigar it was the EP Carrillo Core Plus. Maduro Churchill number seven. I smoked mine a long time ago. Okay, well, uh, you know this is this is, the core plus. I found out this is their like flagship line. It's the the main yeah, yeah. Uh, house line, I guess for uh, uh, for EP Carrillo, and it's another. It was another really gorgeous cigar. I mean, yeah. just an absolutely beautifully made oily wrapper, the whole bit. Uh, but the Core Plus is their flagship line. It's less expensive than the La Historia and the Encore lines, uh, and so it's a. Uh, I think it's about a seven to eight dollar cigar. That's one that I smoked. So uh, it's a Dominican cigar made in the Dominican Republic with a Connecticut broadleaf Maduro wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, and Nicaraguan fillers. So really, 
tobacco from all over the place assembled mm-hmm. in the Dominican Republic. The pre-light on this was earthy and rich, some nice wood notes mm-hmm. uh, to it. I used a punch, I lit it up, and I was immediately rewarded with this nice creamy uh, sort of taste and, and mm. aroma and a little bit of hint of, of coffee. So just how you uh, you put it in your review that your cigar toasty, was toasty toast, toast with, with toast. toast. I'm almost going to say this cigar was creamy cream with cream. Nice. It really <laughs> had that throughout the cigar. A uh, lot of chocolate as it smoked as well as the earth and wood notes that I got on the pre-light. But this creaminess continued throughout the whole cigar, and it was really, really wonderful. It's kind of like when you, and I'm not a big coffee drinker, but you know if you drink coffee and you've got just the perfect amount of cream in it so that it's just creamy smooth but you still get all the flavors, that's uh, that's kind of what it was like. Uh, it was nicely complex, but the outstanding feature was the creaminess and that it worked amazingly well with uh, the coffee and the chocolate notes. Uh, the burn for this was right on the money. Got a tiny bit crooked at first, but corrected itself. I never had to touch it up, and that's very impressive. Uh, nice. Just, just very impressive. Um, so, seven to eight dollar cigar worth every penny, and then some. I loved it. I will, uh, as as you did with yours. I will give it a six. I think it was uh, it was one of those things where at seven eight dollars, if this had been nine to ten, I wouldn't have batted an eye. I would have said it was was uh, worth it. So, nice. Uh, I've been so happy. Uh, you know, when we went on that um, uh, the cruise with mm-hmm. uh, Maduro Cigar Lounge. Yes. Um, I, I ended up buying a box. I, actually, my wife bought it for me. It's easier to did, say. Did you buy way. the Core Plus? No, I actually bought a box of their uh, uh, the Encore. Oh, and man, dude. I've got dude that cigar. So here's the deal. Like That's I one had of my favorite a box, cigars of the year, last right? Year. So here's yeah. what happens. I have a box, and I'm looking in the drawer in my humidor, and I go, yeah. "Oh, I've got all these." So I smoked a bunch of them. Now I'm down to three. Oh, see, I hate when that happens. And now yeah. I've got to be like, oh, well, I really want to smoke one of those, but then I'd have to go buy another box, and I, they're so right. good. They're right. so good. Right. Like one of the things you can do is you could give a cigar to me for safekeeping. Noted. That way you would always know that you had it. Well, maybe. And, and I don't know. I don't know if that would solve your problem or not. All right. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to come back when we do. I'm very curious about Carbach Brewing's Coastal Conservation Ale. We've been a little tough on Carbach of late. So I really want to go after this and see what they've got going on with this ale. I love the whole concept and the idea, and it looks like... A uh, little bit of uh, like environmental it, conscious, yeah, it sounds and, like. And it looks like an easy drinking summer ale, which is perfect for drinking mm-hmm. on the coast. So uh, so we'll get to that in our next segment. Plus, get better beer by changing your soap and the top 20 cigars that you should buy now. That makes it much more urgent. You should buy these the cigars top 20 cigars now. you should buy right now. Right now. We'll be right back. It's uh, Smoking the Toasted. <laughs> Welcome back. It's uh, Smoking and Toasting, show number 144. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by B.B. Lemon on Washington Ave in Houston, right across the street from B&B Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Ave. And, of course, B&B Butchers is in the shops at Clear Fork in uh, Fort Worth as well. And uh, it is a wonderful place to experience many things, but bacon. 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 And steak. 
bacon. And bacon and steak. <laughs> uh, so, Ian, you uh, are going to be in Las Vegas uh, next weekend. And uh, or not this coming weekend, but the one after. Yes, the one. Uh, and you you'll be attending, uh, or at least trying to sneak into, uh, the gathering of the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association. I'm pretty sure I can wedge or, my way in somewhere. Or IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association. Nine days before the trade show begins, which you know it it brings really the lion's share of the cigar industry together under one roof, and it's where brands you know introduce their new mm-hmm. lines and all that. Um, they've announced that they're rebranding the organization and making some other changes. They have not revealed the new name of IPCPR or what the new initials would be, uh, but they say they wanted to conceal that information until Friday when the trade show begins at the Sands Convention Center in Las Vegas. Sweet. So you may be bringing home breaking news. I'm going to. Of the uh, of the new name of IPCPR. Uh, we need to rebrand, complete with a new name and a new logo, said uh, the executive director of the IPCPR. He says his goal is to modernize the association and create value, not just during the trade show, but all year long, and as a strong, united voice for the premium cigar category. Uh, this will mark the second time, by the way, they've changed their name. It was founded in 1933 as the Retail Tobacco Dealers of America or RTDA, until it changed names in 2007. About 2,500 shops are members of the IPC. That's going to be, yeah. I, 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 I'll see if I can actually film myself sneaking in the oh, back I, door of this I place. I think it's going to be awesome watching you like handle all that. Though. Right. I think it's going to be great. I'm going to do what I can. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there, there was a, a, a short TV show on years ago about a guy who used to crash parties, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and events. And if you haven't seen the movie Wedding Crashers, that's, there, well, that's that. definitely worth seeing. Mom, meatloaf! <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a buddy who actually did crash weddings. <laughs> and, when, and when someone would come up to him and go, so, you a uh, friend of the bride, friend of the groom? He would always kind of look at him and smile and go, friend of the shrimp. <laughs> that, was his, that was his thing. So, is that uh, really a thing? Is that really a crashing? Thing? Yeah. Oh, he loved it. That's so he bizarre. Loved it. He he did it for real too. That's so yeah. bizarre. <laughs> I I don't even want to get dragged to weddings I have to go to, <laughs> much less uh, much less crash them. But again, like, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through the the, uh, the 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 thought process, and I I really need something to do this weekend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like uh, beach crashing funerals, I guess. People like, are people I could, are generally in a better mood. I could mood. ride a bicycle. I could write yeah. poetry at a coffee shop. Yeah, I think I'll crash weddings. Yeah. I, that's, Why not? That's so bizarre to me. Well, the food's probably better. <laughs> well, there's it's, that. Is what, is what I'm guessing. So, so uh, Ian, why don't you reach over and grab that can of Coastal Conservation Ale because I'm uh, I'm actually uh, really interested to see. What the coastal conservation effort is for this, and uh, of course, to taste the beer. So I'll get the cups ready, and you can take a look at what's on the. Uh, it says recycled. Damn it! Well, that's a good thing. That's kind of neat, actually. Yeah, I like, I like that. that. Yep, four point nine percent. So yeah, definitely going to be one of those uh, low ABV summer type sessionable beers. You think? Yeah, 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 and. Uh, like and we are say. known as Third Coast over here. We are Third Coast. Yes, we are. Well, so. you know, listen, if you if you live in the greater Houston area and the closest coast to you is Galveston, 
you begin to understand why coastal conservation is such an important thing. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Because uh, they had a they had a, a slogan for a while. I think it was rejected, uh, but the slogan that had been suggested was, for Galveston was that any medical waste that washes up on the beach is yours to keep. Oh, so, but I think that right, was rejected. Right. I don't think I don't think they stayed with that. Adam, here is yours. I can't reach very far there, but there uh, there you go. So uh, tell me what you get on the it's, nose of it's this. It's not yeah? terribly aromatic, but it has a really nice, mm-hmm. pleasant kind of sort smell. Sort of crispness to it, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a little mm-hmm. bit in there. I still smell cigar on my finger a little mm-hmm. bit. I wash my hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it says, from dinghies to big game rigs, there's always room to stow away a delicious brew or two. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, what is Carbox, uh, Coastal Conservation Ale is sure to lure you with its deliciously subtle bite. At sea or on land, this ale will help you tackle obstacles. I just like saying that word that way. Big and small, and maybe even uh, find the one that got away. Oh, it says nice. set the hook. It um, oddly enough, like it says coastal conservation ale, but uh, does it say anything about doesn't say coastal conservation? It says proudly brewed in Texas. Mm-hmm. Says that on all the beers. Um, Carbock Brewing and recycle. Damn it. That's that's all it says actually. So there's nothing on there about like a, a portion of the sales proceeds from the can or from a six pack or or per thousand no, or whatever I was, going I was, to coastal conservation. I was feeling like calling it coastal conservation ale would be somewhere like social conscious of some sort or not social but a uh, 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 earth conscious of some sort. You know. All right. Let me look on the let me look on their website. I'm a little curious about that. It's not bad. It's got a um, it's got a nice round malty oh, on the I front. Kinda, yeah, I, I kind of like the flavor actually. Very the much. the mouth feels actually really nice on this. It's not a thin or watery mouth feel. It's actually pretty nice. Um, the flavor is pretty quick. It has a little bit of a twangy thing on the very end that uh, that I'm not used to. I don't know if I don't like it or if I like it yet, but I'm not used to it. But the beer itself is it's a nice light beer. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm I'm having to enter this my- is. Birthday to get on their website. It's hard to not like this beer. It just tastes right, like right. a it's, good it, beer. Yeah, it's kind of a good solid, uh, uh, a good solid. And I get that it, it's a perfect summer beer. You know, it's got that vibe to it. Well, I like. You know, there's one thing I like about it. First off, I like the maltiness without mm-hmm. like the ridiculous hops. So I actually really am enjoying this now that I've had a few mm-hmm. more sips. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the fact that the mouthfeel is not super watery on this. Right. That because a lot of times when you get a light ale um you know made for summary kind of thing you just get this watery thing here we go coastal conservation ale i'm on the uh carbock web, uh, website uh set the hook it's a wit beer it tells us uh it's 4.9 abv and i think this is the same thing you read from dinghies to big game rigs there's always room to stow away a delicious brew or two uh they have some recommended uh pairings uh, grilled whitefish, ceviche, summer salad, shellfish, boiled crawfish, and sailing. This does make me kind of want Gulf ceviche. Coast. Hmm. Doesn't say anything about coastal conservation ale. Surely they're donating some of the proceeds from this beer to the coastal conservation effort. If you call it coastal conservation ale, you would think that that would be. Maybe we maybe we should call. Uh, but you know they're right up the street. Here's from the us, deal: actually. if they're not doing that, it's a shame because this is actually a pretty darn good yeah, beer. Yeah, um, Adam, do we like this? Do might we have be a number for Carbuck. Uh, I thought maybe we can just call their yeah. switchboard. 
Yeah, let, let's yeah call I have him. the number right here. We can call him. Let's call over there. Adam's on top of it. He's like, I see yeah, where this is yeah, going. Right. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, I have a feeling. He's like, I um, know these guys. <coughs> it's easy. This is this might be, I have to tell you flavor-wise, this might be the best uh, product from them since uh, they since they since, ditched since, uh, Sympathy for the Lager. Well, I do like Love Street very much. Yeah, Love Street's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's good, but but Love Street's been out for a long time too. This is a and new I, one. I love Big and Bright, but thank you for calling Carbach Brewing Company, okay. where it's all about the beer. Our office hours are Monday through Friday, eight to five p.m. That's we are centrally located right outside of the two ninety six ten interchange near the intersection of Mangum and Tacoma. We could almost do a hook at that. Carbach yeah. Street for the restaurant and patio. Please press one. For tour information, please press two. For beer garden information, please press 3. For event space inquiries, please press 4. For all other inquiries, please press 5. I guess we're and a 5. Yeah, I think we're an all other. Please press yep. 0. For all job inquiries, please oh. email your cover letter and resume <laughs> Boy, to resumes at carbachbrewing.com. For all accounts so payable inquiries, difficult please email to actually reach a person. at carbachbrewing.com. I think they're designed that way. For I all donation inquiries. Please oh. email donations at carbachbrewing.com. Maybe that's you about can find our beer in a variety of establishments, including your local grocery store, liquor stores, as well as many bars and restaurants. Be sure to check out our events page, Facebook, or Instagram for events in your area. For all other inquiries, please contact us on our website, carbachbrewing.com. Wow. Email us at info at carbachbrewing.com. That's it? Can you hit a zero? Oh, no. There, okay, hold on. It's ringing. Oh, yeah, Thank maybe. you for calling Carbach Brewing Company, where it's all about the beer. Hi again. Our office hours are Monday Can through you Friday. Oh, zero? Just eight yeah, try hitting PM. zero and we see are what that is. Thank you for calling Carbox Brewing Company. How may I assist you? Oh, wow. I'm so thrilled we got through to you. Hi. Uh, my name's Cruz. I'm here with my partner, Ian. We're on the, How are you doing? You're on the uh, uh, Smoking and Toasting show. We had a question about uh, one of your beers that we were sampling and wondered if, you, if we could ask you. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can get one of our marketing people to get on the phone with you. Okay. You said, uh, what show are we on? Well, we're it's smoking and toasting, mm-hmm. and we're, we're, I thought maybe even you could answer this for me. We're trying the Coastal Conservation Ale, and it's a rather tasty little ale here. We were trying to figure out what how this benefited the coastal conservation effort. Is it a like an amount per purchase or something that's donated to that effort? It doesn't say on the can. So let me go ahead and get uh, um, David Graham with marketing on the phone for you. Give me just one moment. Okay, great. Thanks. I kind of want some, like, lame old music. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's always like some some really lame, uh, 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 like, light jazz or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And and it's very plinky piano, which is the worst thing you could have on a lo-fi Oh, yeah, because the dynamics suck. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Clank, clank. You'd be better off with, like, searing guitar or something. uh, (laughs) Right. uh, So hopefully we can... uh, we can get through. I just, I was just curious because I think, I think it's such an awesome thing to be calling attention to and helping out with. Because uh, coastal conservation is a, it, I mean, it's a thing, you know. It's, it's a thing we should be paying a lot of attention. It does to. say it says uh, Brian posted up here. He says mm-hmm. from Carbuck, join us June fourteenth for the official coastal conservation uh, ale launch party and enjoy the newest seasonal offering from Carbuck. A portion of proceeds from the Coastal Conservation Ale will be donated to CCA of Texas. Okay, that's what I was trying to find out. 
DG here. How's it going, guys? Hey, doing good, doing man. Today? How you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. We're calling about the Coastal Conservation Ale because we were uh, tasting it on the show and enjoying it, and we wanted to know um, uh, how how exactly you guys were interfacing and, and benefiting the Coastal Conservation effort with this. Yeah, so uh, Coastal Conservation Ale is one of our latest seasonals uh, following Tasty Waves, which also I benefited Tasty uh, Waves, CCA yep. of Texas. Oh, it did. Okay. Um, so it did, yeah. So we're keeping the summer theme going, uh, the beach theme. Uh, this is a Belgian wit beer, really perfect for the type of weather we're having, having right now where it's just where it's I hot. Mean, yeah. <laughs> mind-boggling hot outside. Yep. Um, so it's really easy drinking. It's got a little touch of coriander and citrus peel, um, so very smooth um, and, and really refreshing. So uh, it benefits uh, CCA of Texas by a portion of the proceeds from uh, every case equivalent, so whether it's draft or package. Uh, going to the foundation to help with their efforts along the Gulf Coast. That's awesome, but you should totally put that on the can. Absolutely. Because I, so, I, I, w- I want to know that I'm helping, you know? So, yeah, we ran into a little um, issue um, in the label approval process with actually putting it on the can. Mm. So, uh, for whatever reason, uh, we, were, we were not able to do that. So, it is on the outer packaging, and then we, uh, of okay. course, uh, highlighted on our website and, and through our social media. But okay, you know how those... Those government things kind of work sometimes. Yes, they're, they're oh, the, red, the red tape of it. Well, I like this better than the Tasty Waves. I think it's a, 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 a good step I in think the right is, direction. This is uh, probably my favorite offering from you guys since uh, Sympathy for the Logger. Yeah. Oh, right on. Wow, that's, that's, uh, that's high praise there. Uh, yeah, I like the Tasty Waves too, but this one basically, it, you know, it doesn't have that tartness or that sea salt. Right, right. Uh, it's just really a smooth, uh, easy drinking beer for the summertime. So while we have you, and since Ian brought it up, any chance there might ever be a return of sympathy for the lager? Yeah, you know, I, I never say never with any brand that we've <laughs> uh, we've put on hiatus. In fact, we had some sympathy for the lager. Uh, we now have a test batch system here at the brewery where we're able to uh, brew in smaller um, smaller amounts. So uh, we had some kegs of sympathy for the lager on here at the pub uh, just about a couple months ago. So. Mm-hmm. Gone forever? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, uh, but please please count two votes for its return at any time. <laughs> right on. I definitely will. Hey, thanks for the information, and thanks for what you're doing with uh, supporting coastal conservation. We think it's a, we think it's a cool thing, and, and glad to see you getting involved in it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Cheers. All right. All right. Cheers. So, see, that was a – I'm going to be honest with you. That was awesome. I was really afraid we were going to call and find out that it didn't benefit right and i was going to be so disappointed because like here it is this big coastal conservation ale and the beer is good and and it like, doesn't say anything about it on right. the can and i just didn't want, but now we understand why it's some sort of a labeling red tape it's kind of like the whole thing this, with, i i really do like this beer this is like yeah. a multi-banana it kind of that's a great way to describe it a multi-banana <laughs> it's like a multi-banana so, beer so score one for carbach i'm i'm proud of these guys you know um carbach is a it's an interesting thing for us here in Houston, because this was a hometown brewery. They mm-hmm. got bought during the acquisition by Anheuser-Busch. Um, we've been a little frustrated with some of the things that have happened there, with Sympathy for the Lager mm-hmm. going away, with the uh, uh, grapefruit quota being cut back in uh, the Big and Bright, um, that are pretty clearly A-B decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see them doing stuff like this. I mean, this this makes me happy and is a big check mark in the Carbock column, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And, and you know, and I 
I, I struggle with with uh, I do like a, a few of the uh, Carbach ales, and I'll mm-hmm. buy uh, the Kolsch once in a while when yep. Uh, yep. Uh, when I was uh, my problem, my only biggest problem is I don't like putting any more money in in AB InBev's pockets, but I do like to see this. This is a good beer. Well, this is our hometown one, and you know and, what? I I still got to occasionally buy something from Wicked Weed. Yep. And I still got to occasionally get something from Goose Island, yeah, yeah. especially their bourbon barrel stuff. So it's like these guys have an opportunity to maybe, well, um, you know. We said it when the acquisition happened. If the beer stays the same, we'll still drink right. it. And, and, and that frankly, was, they got rid of my beer. Right, which made <laughs> that, that really tough, which was sympathy for the lager. And the rest it. of it, I just, like, they, they had some other good beers, but I'm just not so excited about most of their other beers that I can't just find something else. This, though. I'll buy this. This is yes, this, this is a good beer. This will be worth having poolside this summer mm-hmm. for sure, or seaside, or on your boat. If you have a boat, this this goes in the uh, this goes in the cooler, yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to take a break. We will come back. We have more beer to sample and more to talk about, uh, including, by the way, <laughs> twenty the top twenty cigars that you should buy right now. We'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. <laughs> Top one says eight more messages. <laughs> the multi Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting, show number one forty-four. We are uh, live and direct to you from Houston, Texas. Heard all over the world, and we're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. By the way. If you can Facebook, you can find us. That's right. That's right. We're easy enough to find on Facebook, and we're live on Facebook when we do the show every week. And then, of course, you can see it after the fact, and uh, you can also uh, get it off of YouTube and at the podcast mm-hmm. uh, locations with uh, Apple and uh, Google. So Don't forget to share the page out. Um, if you don't like what we're doing, share it anyway, and then uh, all your friends can make fun of us. If you do like what we're doing, share it, and everyone else will think you're super cool. Dude, you uh, mentioned something about the beer last segment that I uh, – I, that's totally – I am now – I'm going to move to Costa Rica, and I'm going to open a tropical uh, Tiki Hut drink shop, <laughs> and it's going to be called the Multi the Banana. The Multi Banana. The Multi Banana. <laughs> that's just too good. It's too good. I want to – right now, I want to go to the Multi Banana, and it doesn't exist. So uh, <laughs> so somebody needs to found it uh, to, to do it so we can uh, uh, so we can go. Hey, congratulations to one of your favorite breweries in the world. Oh, yeah? Bell's Brewery out oh, of Michigan. They're so good. For the third year in a row, the Bell's Two-Hearted Ale was named the best beer in America. Good for them. Third year in a row. That's a that's a pretty big deal if you think about it. You know, anytime I traveled up north years ago, mm-hmm. uh, before they had the distribution down here, I would always bring back uh, a few cases of Bells. Yeah, yeah. And well, would, I can see why. Because yeah, and Two Hearted is as much as I'm not a uh, uh, an IPA fanatic. Mm-hmm. Um, that is absolutely fantastic. And I'll tr- I'll tell you this right now. Try it with the uh, Basil Hayden Rye, or any yeah. rye, really, but yeah. the Basil Hayden Rye and the Two-Hearted Ale they just go together. together. Yeah. yeah, they form like Voltron and create something amazing. Well, I'll say this. The Golden State Warriors couldn't manage to pull off a three-peat, but Bell's Two-Hearted Ale has done it, so congratulations. <laughs> uh, it was named the best beer in America by the American Homebrewers Association. So you got to figure. 
that's pretty. I mean, you get named uh, the best beer in America by the Homebrewers Association. That's pretty amazing. That's that's pretty high praise. Well, they yep. get mad respect. They've been around forever, yep. and then mm-hmm. and all their beers are super high quality. Their yep. Oberon mm-hmm. is a uh, is a Belgian uh, white ale, and it's amazing. It's not even one of my favorite styles, but that is a fantastic mm-hmm. beer. I and agree. if you can find it in the little mini keg that goes in your fridge. It's Even so better. good that way. Oh, you wow. know, you get a little draft in your refrigerator. It's awesome. Well, uh, Two Hearted Ale is 7% ABV, and it's brewed with 100% Centennial hops. And uh, I also have, by the way, uh, the rest of the list. So let's start at the tie at uh, number nine. So there's 10 on the list. So there was a tie at number nine. Tie on number nine between uh, for the best beers in America, between Juicy Bits from Weldworks Brewing Company. Never heard of it. And breakfast out from Founders oh, Brewing Company. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So so good. Uh, Bell's Brewery Hop Slam is in a tie at number seventeen yeah. with Founders All Day IPA. Now those are two extremely different beers because Hop Slam is like serious hops, and All Day IPA mm-hmm. is like not so. You realize hop dominating serious. this list now is. Bell's Founders, Bell's Founders. Bell's Founders, Bell's Founders, yeah. Well, like two then, of my absolute favorite uh, then, breweries. Then you're going to love number six because Founders Brewing Canadian Breakfast Stout is at number six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, number five was uh, The Alchemist from Hetty Topper. Yeah. We've heard about that beer quite a bit. Uh, guess what's at number four? Number four is going to be Budweiser's. What was that one you brought in that one time that wasn't? Oh, the- yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember. There's a reserve not, ale, the copper if, reserve. What if, what if that did show up on this list? You'd be like, no way. Uh, <laughs> no, that list is bogus. Uh, that weird, soapy, bizarre aftertaste. Founders Brewing Company's Kentucky Breakfast Stout. It was fantastic. I've got a couple uh, at, bottles of that at, in my fridge at still. At number four. I don't mm. know if I've had the Have I had the Kentucky I think I brought Breakfast? it in. You may have. Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale yeah, at number buddy. three. That is a go, go that is Nevada. a standby. Uh, Pliny the Elder from Russian River Brewing at number two, and of course I've, we've only had one that was a little too that old. was a little too out of date. Yes, still good. So, so I will say if anybody has a bottle of Pliny that's in date and you send it to us, I'll send you back a bunch of good stuff in return. Mm-hmm. And so uh, find out how to. Uh, Find out how to send it to us by checking us out on Facebook. We'll uh, we'll send you the information. So anyway, I thought you liked that list. It's a pretty uh, that is a good list. A pretty solid list. You know, there was also, by the way, a list of the also included was a list of the best breweries. Breweries. I'll give you that one real quick. Tied at ten, uh, Firestone Walker and Stone. I still I love both I of those. Still buy it whenever I see mm-hmm. a twelve pack of eight oh five. I pick it up because it's that's such a good easy drinking ale. Odell Brewing it at oh, number yeah. eight, tied with Deschutes uh, Brewing. Nice. I love all those breweries uh, so far. Uh, the Alchemist from Stowe, Vermont at seven. Treehouse Brewing from Charlton, Mass at six. Dogfish Head at number yeah, five. One of my We're about to try some Dogfish Head. They've Ooh, got some. Look brand at that new. bottle over there. Yeah, looking good. Sierra Nevada at number three. Russian River Brewing Company. Yeah. That's the Planet of the Elder People at number three. Uh, and Founders at number two. And Bell's at number one. So, nice. uh, so you know, I like that, that that's a list of 10, just like the other one, but there's like. There's so many ties, yeah, right. (laughs) There's so many ties. So, Uh, so I'm really excited about this. I walked into Specs. uh, I want to say yesterday. In fact, it was yesterday, and this was uh, kind of featured in the beer area with a big sign that said "New." Go to Beer Cam there, so you can see that nice champagne cork top. Yeah, yeah, that's a really really nice, nice, isn't it? And it's interesting because usually you don't see that champagne cork top 
on a bottle this size. Now, I don't think this is a 12-ounce bottle. I think it's a little bigger than that. No, this is the like uh, the one liter. Yeah, or... but it is uh, it is definitely not the usual, you know, sort of larger bomber. Oh, no, it is. So it's 12.7. It is 12, 12.7. Okay. So it's that's... just a funky-looking bottle, 357 yeah. milliliter or whatever. So what does it say about, what can you tell us about this beer, Ian, from looking at the label? Uh, release number 003, barrel type, red and white wine, barrel aging one year, flora, bretonomyces, and... Uh, Lactobacillus or Bacillus, yes, Lactobacillus. Uh, it has uh, um, uh, uh, two uh, rating lines here. One says funk, and it's right in the middle. The other says acidity, and it's a little bit on the higher side. It says pour gently. Um, a jammy tart wild ale with hand-picked blackberries and Eastern Shore. Beach plums, not peach plums. Oh, beach plums. Beach plums. I, I read peach plums. It's I thought beach plums. I'm actually on you on uh, not peach Google. plums. I'm on or beach Google bums. right now it's looking beach for beach plums. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Google right now looking for peach plums and I'm finding nothing. So that explains it. Uh, it also so, says, "Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Okay, not cool. wouldn't, but wouldn't, but wouldn't. Yeah." Because it's All aged right. in barrels, so we're gonna pop the top on this. Let's do it. I'm very excited about trying this one. Can I point it at you and shoot it off? Uh, sure. Go for it. Oh, that, that was, was nice. Yeah, that was very oh, nice. Oh, that smells awesome. So when I when I search for beach plum, it P-L-U-M-B-S, smells so fruity with a little sour to it. It's so nice. Uh, when I search for beach plum, the way it's spelled, I think on there with P L U M B S. Uh, I don't get anything on. Uh, it wants to redirect me to beach plums, uh, the, as in the fruit. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm experiencing? I think so. Here? Yes. Beach plums, the fruit. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not beach bums right. and not peach plums. <laughs> All right. I'm passing that over to Adam. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to keep try- twisting the way I say that until I oh. just can't say it anymore. Oh, Ian. This is this is it heaven. Smells on the amazing. Nose. Yeah. This is wonderful. I mean, it smells fruity. It smells. This, a little sour, a little funk. It's, yeah, this definitely reminds me of the uh, last um, experimental beer that we tried from Goose Island. Do you remember? Uh, that yes. Was, that was so heavy with the okay, retinomyces. So if you're not into sour beers, do not buy this. If mm-hmm. you like sour beers, this is... So we had a really good sour on last week's yes, show, this but is it good. didn't have this whole retinomyces Brett, thing. Retinomyces. Didn't, didn't, didn't it sound like a... Uh, that's like a, a sports player. Brett yeah, that's like, that's like hit the... a two-run homer in the uh, in the top of the tenth to take the uh, take the Astros. Well, definitely to, hit uh, definitely the... hit a two-run homer on this. This is mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. man, it is not wow wow. It just hit me. You know that place back underneath your ear uh, and kind of in front of your, your yeah jaw yeah where the sour hits. Woo! It is that's it is definitely good, sour. I see. I love sour ales though, and this mm-hmm. is this is. This is so funky and sour and delicious and fruity. Wiki, Wiki Brian, you should try this. I yes, know you're not yes, a fan definitely. of. I know you're not a fan of sour ales, but if you were ever going to like one, this oh, would I've be been the corrected. Uh, Oberon is an American wheat ale, not mm. a Belgian wit. Sorry, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Brian's on it today. Uh, I'm glad he's on it. He keeps us honest, and I I, I appreciate that. Or. Well, semi-honest. Um, uh, but I think no, he just likes to make fun of me, actually. Uh, well, and, and that works for me. I'm, I'm down with it. <laughs> right. uh, no, uh, Brian, I, I know uh, Wiki Brian, who's one of our regulars on the mm-hmm. uh, uh, on, on the chat on the show, He's uh, 
Uh, he's obviously very knowledgeable about these things. I got the impression from some of his comments at one point he's not a big fan of the sours, but you ought to think about trying this. This is pretty delicious. If you're ever going to like a sour. He's also a reasonably avid uh, home brewer and mm-hmm, does a mm-hmm. great job Mm-mm-mm-mm. as well. Um, Ian, what's your, what's your take on this oh, beer? Oh, man, I'm for it. Uh, well, this is... <laughs> I, I gathered that. <laughs> so uh, the the flavors on this just kind of roll all the way through the palate. Uh, it has a little bit thinner uh, mouthfeel than I would expect. Yes. The bubbles are small and fizzy, and mm-hmm. it's kind of nice with this. Like, it really helps to, like, the flavor kind of feels like it explodes a little bit in your mouth. Yes. Um, you know what it reminds me of a little bit is a, a and, and I mean this in a really good way, but you know what, like, when you eat, a, like, a sweet tart? Yes. And it just, like, you taste it in your whole mouth. Yes. It sort of feels like it spreads across your whole mouth, not just one taste spot on your tongue. Mm-hmm. That's what this reminds me of a little bit. It just, this is really good. Yeah, I agree. This is this has got a lot of sour. It's got a lot of fun and interesting stuff. It's got enough sweet, though, to where the sour, the sour doesn't linger in a way that, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. The sour is. But it leaves, you, it leaves your tongue a little tingly. Yeah, and in a, it, in a and good it leaves way. your mouth watering, you uh-huh, know, like, totally. like sours generally do. Well, this I is don't very... know that this would be a good one to have with a cigar, but it sure is great for a uh, uh, something different and refreshing. You can mm-hmm. drink this when it's hot outside. It almost is a dessert. Yeah. Like like in the way that key lime pie is a dessert and it is very tart mm. and sour. I was just when you said dessert, I was thinking this with a cheesecake mm. would probably be pretty amazing actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Order just like a regular vanilla cheesecake and drink this while you're eating it. I think that would be the, an exceptional idea. I like it. I like it. Uh as Ian would say, I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah. Uh, so if you see this out. Let's yeah, let's make sure we um, get another buy it and send it to me. Well, I have a feeling this is not going to be around for long. So if you are uh, Oh, that's, I got, that's cuz I'm pouring myself uh, a second. Well, <laughs> I mean the beer itself. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's uh, it's going to be a very limited uh, limited release. But if you are out at um uh, I was at Specs uh in downtown Houston on Smith Street. So if you happen to be in Houston, you're in that area. Uh, they sell it in single bottles. It's not. Uh, it's not super expensive, but it's not. I mean, it's not a three dollar bottle. I'm kind of curious, Adam. What do you think about this one? This is this is yeah. a little outside of what you generally drink. Yeah. Are you uh, are you a fan of this, Adam? I would be. Of you. He did like the the sour from I, last I, week. I'll Good tell you right it. now. Yeah, you are making me become a fan of sours, honestly. Wow. And I, I do not like sours, but this it's. But it's you, a pleasant sour though. This has but you a, liked last week though. The, I did. The blackberry. That sour one was more it. sour than this. Yes. This one is definitely more balanced of a sour. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, maybe it's this is more tart than sour. I and don't it's know if juicy. It's really, yeah, it's got that juiciness to it. But then maybe there's maybe it's more tart than sour. If that if that word suits it better, it's a little I think hard you're, to tell. I think you're right because uh, just the way that it it kind of hits all the taste centers of your entire tongue. Yeah. It just sort of like hits in the middle and then it spreads across your entire tongue. Once your once your tongue gets used to the uh gets used to that tart sourness in there mm-hmm. too, you start you, it kind of evolves cuz you start tasting more of the sweetness and more of the berry. And the berry uh the 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 berry flavors in this are like right close to the skin with a little bit of that, you know, kind of tartness that they generally So are have. you getting plum in this? Are you getting beach plums? I have no idea what a beach plum tastes I, I like. I don't either. I know what plums taste like, and I kind of feel like that is the predominant fruit taste of this, is is a plum taste. It, it's very good, though. I am, however, a little embarrassed. I emailed uh, uh, Dogfish Head earlier yeah. and said that I was trying their beer with uh, peach 
Plum. With Peach Plum. Because I was going off your show. You show know what? Notes. You know what? They'll think it was a typo. And that's exactly what it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, uh, fantastic. You know, I, I, I can't recommend this more highly for a sour. Mm. I, I think it's fantastic. So, for and all a, of you out there. It's a wild ale, too. And I think that's the difference uh, between this. This is just a little more kind of all over the place from a taste standpoint. It's because it's a wild ale, which... Um, is different from last time's was more like a golden ale right uh, from last week the the one that we had but uh, anyway i'm sorry i interrupted you no i was just gonna say for everybody out there you know we we uh take on this job because we care and, mm-hmm. and we want uh uh people to try different beers and stuff like that and if you if you like what uh, we're describing go look these beers up find yeah, them absolutely you know? and i also think it's important to if if it sounds like something you're into, you going and buying a bottle of this is supporting Dogfish Head. I've not seen a bottle like this from Dogfish Head. Now they make their line of beers is great, mm-hmm. but this is the first thing that I've seen for them in a while, and the first Dogfish Head release that I'm aware of since their merger with Boston Beer oh, and right, Sam right. Adams began. So what we want to make sure that we do as consumers, as people who love their products is that we support this experimental nature and that as they merge with, you know, the guys that make, you know, Boston Lager, Sam Adams Boston Lager, which is kind of a staple, let's make sure Dogfish Head doesn't do just only the staples. Let's keep doing well, these fun and experimental here's, beers. Here's support what I love it. about Bye Dogfish Head. Okay, most beer companies will do a, <laughs> here, watch this beer, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> hold my beer, watch this. They'll do some kind of beer that's a little outside what you'd expect. Dogfish Head, as a company, mm-hmm. everything they do is like that. And I just think that that's a great way to do it. And it um, is. Even though that limits their mass market appeal substantially, it Dogfish Head is a is a, is a company that's for more adventurous uh, beer drinkers that want to try yet, something different. And yet, even though everything you're saying is true, uh, I just read an article this week talking about the beer industry. And it is down. But you know what's up is this kind of... Brewery, the well, kind of brewery that is being experimental and doing new things and trying things. That's where the growth is. the The problem is it's not growing fast enough to offset how quickly people are leaving the mainstream brews. Well, so here's the thing: mainstream brews relied on the homogenized taste buds of the general mm-hmm, public. Mm-hmm. Did you do you believe I just said that sentence? Um, and the fact that. <laughs> They get this brand loyalty, and people will only drink this one beer. Mm-hmm. Like, this one beer is what I because drink. That's Can you imagine just having this one taco night after night after but night after night? I'm going to have six of this one taco, but Ian, and I'm not going to change it because I love this one taco. But, Ian, that's what Spuds McKenzie drinks. That's You get what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yes. I only drink this one beer. Yeah. So, for the rest of my life, I'm only going to drink this one beer. Well, let's do that with food. I'm only going to have this one Slice of pizza with this one set of ingredients, and that's right. it. That's all I'm ever going to have. I don't understand that whole mental uh, idea there. Like, I want to try different things. Well, it's I, interesting. From today to tomorrow, I don't want the same beer. I got beers that I love. People ask me, what's your favorite beer? What day is it today? Right, exactly. You know, you know, the article that I read pointed out something very interesting. It said that the modern craft beer consumer is becoming a person who is both incredibly loyal and incredibly experimental. We're becoming more and more loyal to our neighborhood beers, our yeah. neighborhood breweries, and feeling like we want to support them because we're part of the same yeah, of community the same. in the same neighborhood as them. 
But we're also more experimental and wanting to try new things all the time. And that seems like that's a contradiction, but it's not. Yeah. And for anybody out there, now most of our show listeners aren't going to be like the same beer every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know you people know uh, a lot of people that are like that. I just drink this one beer. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's Bud Light. Miller Lite, Lone Star. It doesn't make any difference what it really is. Paps Blue Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever mm-hmm. it is, a lot of people drink the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over. And that just, to me, is so narrow. Like, right. Absolutely. Like, it you're is. not going for flavor at that point. And, mm-hmm. and my thought is what's the worst that you can do if you try a new beer? You don't like it? Most people, I think, try a new beer, and because it doesn't taste like the beer that they always drank, they immediately have that knee-jerk reaction. Like, you know, Sprite's good, Coke's good, but if you're expecting Sprite and you accidentally take a sip of Coke, it weirds you out for a minute. Of course, I think yes. most people live on that knee-jerk reaction. They'll try something that's different from what Ooh, they're normal. I don't know. Yeah. Like, ah, no, I don't like it. Well, the first time you try this dogfish head, it may throw you. Yeah. But you know what? Take another sip. And, you know, my thought is just be adventurous. Get out yeah. there. Try beers. It. It's just a beer, man. You're going to buy more of them. Dave Grohl, the front man for the Foo Fighters, has apparently gotten adventurous when it comes to peanut butter whiskey. It's his new favorite, a specific one. We'll tell you what it is. Uh, coming up in the next segment, plus, it's rum time, my friend. Some four square. Um, I- I'm so excited to try this bottle. We're going to explore the question what to do with a drunken sailor. We are. And I think I may know what to do with a drunken sailor. <laughs> Smoking and toasting. That's delicious. That is, isn't it? A little bit less. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. My my taste buds are still just like tingling from that sour beer from Dogfish Head. That's so delicious. That was so good. That was was just absolutely delicious. Uh, During a performance uh, last week in San Diego at Petco Park. Uh, the Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl gave a shout out to a local startup's peanut butter whiskey, and now that company is being inundated uh, with attention. Uh, Screwball, spelled S K R E W B A L L, is a whiskey company based in Ocean, Ocean Beach in the San Diego area. It started last July. The employees have been uh, working nonstop, sleepless nights, traveling around the country, peddling their wares. So then Dave Grohl makes an unsolicited endorsement about their invention, uh, the peanut butter whiskey, uh, and it has poured rocket fuel onto this uh, small Here's startup. a funny one. We mm-hmm. had it on our show. They sent us some. Yes, I remember this. And we went, hmm, maybe. Well, here's what Dave Grohl said. He said in, in the live concert, he said, I just got to give a shout out. To my new favorite whiskey company. I just discovered it a few weeks ago. It's here in San Diego. It's peanut butter whiskey. Do you know about peanut butter whiskey? You will. Uh, when asked if Grohl owned any part of the company, uh, the Alex Klansman who works for the company said no, nothing. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, that's just you know Man, good for them. I love to see and, someone. And get I a love shout to see out. something like that happen, and and for them to get excited about it. Absolutely. Uh, and look. Uh, I don't think we went crazy over the peanut butter. No, whiskey. I think we were very uh, uh, little too yeah. peanut buttery. A little but too peanut buttery. Everyone's but got their own taste. That's right. Everybody, everybody likes something different, and that's why, if the Metallica whiskey, blend uh, blackened, if that's too mainstream, blackened is the whiskey. If that's too mainstream for you, Ian, don't worry, because here comes another one. Blackened is the toast. 
Slipknot is releasing their own whiskey. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is. Slipknot. Slipknot? Yeah. <laughs> that's my Slipknot impression. That's the wrong kind of whiskey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it makes um, you do that. Uh, well, that's what Slipknot does. Uh, the uh, the uh, band is based out of Iowa. Uh, and they said uh, in the article in Food and Wine magazine, uh, it says for non-fans, the metal group uh, Slipknot could easily be dismissed as that band with the crazy masks. But they are very popular. All five of their albums have been certified gold. Uh, their new album comes out in August. It'll likely be certified gold as well. And they are releasing a, uh, a, a two whiskeys, actually, uh, in collaboration with Cedar Ridge Distillery. The number nine Iowa whiskey, which is a, which will be at 90 proof, and the number nine reserve Iowa whiskey at 99%. Uh, or at 99, not 99%, but 99 proof. So uh, in in the future, Ian. What's, what's the name of the whiskey? Uh, it is the um, Iowa. Wait, hang on. Let me go back to my uh, article. I apologize. I just clued it out here. Uh, Sorry, the, yeah, I caught you, caught you late on that, but yep. I just... The name of the whiskey is Number 9 Iowa Whiskey and Number 9 Reserve Iowa Whiskey, and it is from Cedar Ridge Distillery. Oh, okay. So it, the name of it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Slipknot right. whatsoever. But that with Slipknot is is apparently, you know... This so is are their, they just endorsing it, or do they just decide this is name, a barrel we like? Uh, I, think, I think that their name's going to be on the bottle, I think, so... It's just going to have a picture it's of Slipknot, Slipknot on there? Yeah, a guy going, Whoa! It's going to come yeah. with a razor blade, so when yeah, you listen exactly. to their music... Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Oops. In the future, Ian, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes, Yes. and every famous person will have a distilled beverage or beer. Dude, when my 15 minutes comes up, I'm going to try and spend it very wisely. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a... I'm yeah. going to do my best. I think, I think that's a good challenge. Uh, let's take a look at Mr. Twirly Gig because we got something that uh, that could make us famous just for sampling it here. Man, look I how pretty feeling. that is. I read a great review of this, so I broke down and bought a bottle. And it just goes to show you that reviews can can make a difference. And we know smoking and toasting directly influences sales. And now we're about to try some rum that, um, well, I, I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. This is the uh, Four Square 2007 Exceptional Cask Selection. Single blended rum. It is from St. Philip Barbados. And uh, I don't know. What else can you tell us about it, Ian? I know you're opening well, it right now. Well, let's see. Ex-bourbon cask, 12 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So it's aged for 12 years. That actually is a very long time for a rum. Most rums that you get are not this aged quite that long. This is a pot and column blend. Mm-hmm. Um, released March 2019. Distilled blend in a bottle by RL Seal & Company Limited. Four Square Rum Distillery, St. Philip Barbados. Okay. Um, so far, so good. Well, here, let me pour it, and then I'll read more. Because That is, that is a wonderful idea. I like when you have your priorities really I'm, worked out. I'm right. uh, thirsty. <laughs> Sour ale left important. me wanting a little something. Yes, I, I agree with you, man. I'm just like... Come on, let's let's go now. I don't know how this is going to go after the sour. You know, I forgot to do the. Uh, I was so excited, I ripped right into it, and I forgot to do the uh, the sound effects. Sound effects. So oh, I'm yes. going to recreate those sound effects. You're using going to recap the bottle. Incredibly high this tech. This is intricate. Yes, this is intricate. Sound effect machine. And here we go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nicely that done. was awesome. Thank you. Nicely done. The can. The tiny canned. Uh, oh. The, yeah, the tiny canned clapping uh, uh, group uh, loves your loves your efforts here. I think you may need that's to like, do a little more than that. It's that's, like a live studio audience. Little, well, I poured little, it a little heavy in the first one. Yeah. 
uh, I was pouring it like a beer. I just was going right. on. I was going on. Um, I'll pass that to Adam. Automatic uh, pilot so, there. Wow. Now, I have not even put my nose close to this. Oh, I it's, already it's big smell smelling, yeah. That big. Cane sugar. Oh, cane sugar. A little bit of banana already on the nose. Oh, Is I this going to be one of those shows where we love everything? I don't know. You know, we, so we do love everything we have, according we have, to... We According accused, to some reviewers, we've yes. been accused of, of liking too much stuff. But frankly, I mean, I it's, like. It's funny how I've only, I like beer a lot. It's funny how I've only read one third of one review, and I've been able to take so much from that. Well, the guys that nobody cares about, <laughs> the fact that we love everything. That. Uh, we may have browbeaten that guy to death by this point, but yeah, um, I'm uh, sure he's not still listening. So. Uh, and <laughs> and kudos for putting up a review. Uh, we will rag on reviews if if we read them. I have never actually read a review. So. I've read one third of one. That's it. Uh, but wow. this is amazing. There is cinnamon wow. in this, by the way. This is wow. I just took the a... first sip. This is over the top. Yes. Can you imagine? What I'm kind not going to pretend not to like this. I'm not. I didn't mean that at all. I'm not going to pretend not to like this just to make someone think that I'm. No, this. Objective. No, no, no. I, oh, I was going to address that a little bit. You know. It, so yeah, we like a lot of stuff, but the fr- the fact is, I like beer. Like there, there's mm-hmm. some stuff on here that isn't our favorites, obviously. And but, I like rum. But you know, like it's not like we go buy crappy stuff. That we intentionally think are going to be crappy because I'm spending my money on it. You know, right, you're right. spending your money on it. You're not going to go buy the crappiest thing you can find. I mean, that might be funny once in a while, aka Malort. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or that that weirdly uh, 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 hopped that weirdly whiskey hopped whiskey. That was yeah. <laughs> so, didn't somebody give you that one though? True, true. Yes, and okay. they didn't really like it all that much. We didn't really dig it all that much. But frankly, I think it's cool. That we get to try stuff, and 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 the truth is, if it's beer, there's probably a baseline of it that I'm probably going to like. Same thing with rum. You've taught yes. me to to appreciate a lot of rum. This is outstanding. This is cane sugar. This is banana. This is cinnamon. I will tell you, Ian, what this reminds me a lot of is uh, our buddy Chris Hart, who nobody cares about, um, who does his his own show, which is very very good. With whiskey, he had Dolph yes. Lundgren on last That's week. What I by the way, That's pretty awesome. That's, isn't yeah, it? yeah, he's dealing with the big stars. I'm stuck here with you. What gifts? <laughs> <laughs> trying no, to spend no. my 15 minutes wisely, <laughs> man. I can give it to you. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, no, uh, what I was going to say about Chris Hart is that he had some of that uh, British Royal Navy. Rum, yeah, 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 which he was kind enough to share with us, yeah. and that's a little bit of what this reminds right. me of. It's got that little bit of kick to it. It's got that bit of aging, although maybe not aged as much as that rum was. But, um, but so it's it's wow, this is good. This rum wow. is incredibly interesting. In one fact, okay, out of all the rums you've brought, this has probably the most uh, mm-hmm. the most bite, the most heat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're drinking a rum, and you know you're drinking. An alcoholic a, beverage a here. Spirit, yeah. It doesn't have a sneaky heat that comes back or no. anything like that. It is right there. It is present, and it is delicious. Mm. It but really this is, is not a. I'm going to slam a. Uh, this is not my shot first glass rum. of it. It's not yes. my first rum either. No, you know? no. This is not a Fisher Price. It's not. My first it's rum, not yeah. gentle. And it is it's so good. Like all these flavors that are going on, and mm. I can't say this. This tastes like a, a, a cinnamon sticky bun that was made with cane sugar. Like it's and so good, and it has a breadiness <laughs> kind of to it. Uh, yes, it does. It's it's, it's and a very, buttery to it. It is maybe the most boozy rum mm-hmm. I've ever had. It's just what got is a, the what is the cut on this one? I don't know, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it is. Yeah, this is strong. This has yeah. got heat. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fifty nine percent. So uh, most are uh, most of your average um, 
uh, uh, liquors are at forty percent. This is fifty nine percent. Right. So this is this definitely is substantially up there. Yeah, definitely up there. You can feel hotter. It. Yes. I mean the the heat on this is huge, and like you said, this is it's big. But here's the thing, like. If you're drinking something like this that has that high heat quotient, talking about you, Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. um, I don't find it very pleasant. In this, the flavors make it worth it. It's like yes. having something that has a certain spice that goes really well, and, and even though it might be a little too, quote-unquote, hot for you, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how the flavors spread out and, and – um, and probably evolve when you add water, like you definitely right. should at fifty nine percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because you're you're going to get something a little bit smoother, <laughs> and you're going to be able to taste more nuance in the flavor. Right. So I, I definitely, I think after the show, this is going to be one where I go grab an ice cube and yes. and I'm going to pour myself a small glass and do the same thing where I Which try is, it. Yeah, something you have a tendency to do with your larger proof whiskeys too. Yes, yes. Uh, and it really works. And you know, there's so many people out there like, oh, I can't believe you'd ruin that liquor with this. Man, first off. There isn't a single distiller out there that I've ever met. Or go watch videos of these distillers. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you immediately the first thing you do, try it, and then add a couple pinches of water, mm-hmm. a couple drops so of water. So that you can understand they will the tell flavors. You. Yeah. Um, so, so what I'd love to do, like this right here comes, it's so boozy um, and, uh, and delicious at the same time. I would love to try this, and I do this. Uh, those of you that know me and have listened to the show a bunch, you know that I do this. Where I add ice, I like to try uh, whatever I'm drinking liquor-wise, I like to try it neat to get that full mm-hmm. uh, flavor mm-hmm. like I just did. Then I like to add uh, just a little bit of ice. And I don't go for the always the big whiskey ice because I right. want it to melt in. I want to get a little water mm-hmm, dilution, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to stay cold the whole time. What I like to do is I like to actually add uh, just enough ice to dilute it and get it nice and cold while I'm drinking it at first, and then warm up in my hand, and then I get the nice with water to open it up flavors. And you'll find that neat, it tastes one way. Cold, it tastes, it tastes another way. very uh-huh. much another way. Cold masks certain flavors, but yes. in masking certain flavors, you taste other, other flavors. Other flavors come through. Right. That's right. And then as it warms up and waters out, you get mm. all these other flavors that open up and, and go in there. I know that I can tell you right now, I can project this, this is going to be a banana bomb when you uh, when you add uh, a little bit of uh, ice or water to this. I agree. It's got such a heavy, uh, you know, I almost taste like... Cinnamon, brown sugar, and yeah, brown cinnamon, sugar, yeah. and uh, there is a trace of banana in there. But I think you're right. Cold, you would feel that banana come. Uh, but this is like come to the front. This is like hot cinnamon. This is like you remember those little atomic yes, fireballs, like little red hots, yeah, <laughs> or like red hots. Yeah, it's yes. hot cinnamon. It's yes, it definitely it's has got, that vibe it's to it. It's sweet too. It's very sweet, but it's, it's got really, that kind of thing. Yeah, really delicious. This is outstanding. Square. It's such an interesting, uh, interesting rum. I'm really, I'm, this. I'm really curious to taste a rum that has been that proof, that highly proofed. So, because you don't get a lot of that. No, in the, yeah, not usually in, in, in the rum world. Yeah. So, so Ian, if you walk down the hygiene aisles of a grocery store and look at the soaps, they're almost all heavily scented. There's uh, flowers and fruits to, you know, like seaside and weather concepts and spring breeze and winter warmth. Uh, so, in addition to achieving, I just, the- I just want to let you know when I walk yeah. down that aisle, I'm so clean. The yeah. Irish Spring whistles at me. Uh, well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Irish Spring is a perfect example, by the way. Got its own special scent, just like 
you know um i love all the old spice old spice uh, yes the, the swagger and the yeah, all, they're just they're yeah. just ridiculous and they it, love the fact that it, they're ridiculous and they love and, and it's good but you know all of these scented soaps may be getting in the way of you enjoying your beer because let's think about it if you lift that glass of beer that you've been so picky about choosing you know you want just the right uh you know look at the uh, look at the beer that we just had that uh that sour you want just the right they they've got the bret bret and they've got they've done all these things to achieve this very delicate flavor balance and if you lift that glass to your face and all your nose and your palate can smell is lavender or granny smith apple it's going to get in the way of your um uh, of your beer drink. So you're suggesting because I drink beer, I should stop showering? Uh, not exactly. I, what? That's two words for you. Unscented soap. Uh, or, you know what you could do? You remember the- uh, You could just hermetically the, seal yourself yeah, every well, time you're you going to go you drink beer. Yeah, you could drink beer in, inside Michael Jackson's uh, uh, hermetically bubble. sealed <laughs> bubble. Uh, no, uh, you remember the uh, the beer that we had that was- uh, that w- uh, I'm sorry, the soap that we had that was made from hops. Made from and, hops, right. Yeah, yeah, you try something like that. But no, unscented soap is a real good idea, and it can be difficult to find. But like at the uh, global uh, uh, beer uh, contests and stuff, they have unscented soap for the judges, and it's an important part of the whole uh, process. Okay. So, uh, so that's why I wanted to share that with you. That was why brewers and beer drinkers should embrace unscented soap. And yeah. Uh, oh, you know, I, I I get it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's one of those makes sense on paper things. Um, in in the real world, I don't think I'm going to adjust my soap to go out drinking. Really? I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> so may I ask, what kind of soap do you use? Uh, it depends. What kind of scent would it be? So all the scents that I use, and it's not always the same ones. I always have to smell it because I have a little overly sensitive nose. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it has to be a certain kind of scent that doesn't cling and cloy in my yes. in my sinuses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the mainstream ones do. Although oddly enough, Irish Springs basic scent is just fine in my. I nose. like Irish Springs. I, I like Old Spice too. The Old Spice Swagger is oddly it's yeah. a little heavier than I usually, but it's fine. You know, and um, so there's there, so I always have to smell first. Dove makes one too that that I use as a body mm-hmm. wash. It's fine. You know, um, I just want everyone out there to picture me with a loofah right now <laughs> and suds. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, buddy. This may be our worst listened to episode of the show just like ever. This. Ever. Just like, anyway, um, <laughs> I will just uh, so uh, so most of the sensitivities, even my cologne is is very much on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, um, I'm not. So you, well, I want to say I'm not a very smelly person. You're not that guy then at my apartment complex that I get on the ev- elevator after you, and it's like. <laughs> Oh man, how can people put how on that much stuff? People put on that much cologne and perfume. And it's all you know. It's it's never like a an okay scent that you can stand. It's no, always some no, cloying it's always lavender. Terrible. Oh yes. my gosh, yes, yes. It, it makes you wish for like back when you were a kid and you used to use the Jovan Musk for men. Remember that stuff? Yeah, brute. That's better. Brute By is Fabergé. better. By Fabergé. Yeah, brute. By like Fabergé. like that makes it better, right? right. It's, a, it's not just brute. It's brute. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, take a break, and we will be uh, right back. We have some more uh, beer to uh, to sample, and as a matter of fact, we will be sampling the Mad River Brewing Bourbon Barrel Vanilla Porter. We're kind of we're kind of uh, 
we're three for four so far on the show here today. I yes. mean, we've kind of liked everything, so that uh, that will be interesting to see. Plus, twenty cigars that you should buy right now. Smoke and toast. That literally has more heat than any rum you've ever brought. Like that no is... question. Only thing even close to it that I've had was the Chris Harden. Yeah. Royal Navy. On the beach in Hawaii. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, and we are so glad to have you uh, joining us for show number 144 as we are uh, talking about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And I just want to go back one more time and talk about how exceptionally good this is, that four square rum is. This is a beast wow. of a rum. This it is a beast be, of a rum. You're right. Uh, this might be one of my absolute favorite rums that you've ever brought in. Wow. And I've got so many rums that I love that we've this had is, on the show. Yes. But, but this is certainly the booziest rum. Well, so all, what I'm saying is at the end of the show, if you don't see that bottle somewhere, <laughs> I, I don't know what happened to it. I understand. It's, uh, uh, you've experienced this before with things <laughs> right. of yours that have seemingly just disappeared. Seemingly disappeared. So Cigar Aficionado has tendency to do this a lot. I think it's because it makes very good clickable uh, clickable stuff Clickbait. on the internet. Clickbait, if you will, yes. Uh, but they have a tendency to release these lists of 20 cigars that you should smoke or you should buy right now. Right now. Right now. Anyway, they've done another one, and it's uh, it's actually interesting to peruse. I will point out that a number of these cigars are Cuban, so you probably won't be able to get them. Thank, right now. Thank you, Donald Trump. Um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll uh, go through this list for you anyway because it's fairly interesting. Uh, and it's 20 cigars, so we'll blaze through this pretty quick. The Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro. I've had this cigar, and it is wonderful. Mm. It scored 94 points in Cigar nice. Aficionado. So it's a box press torpedo made entirely of Nicaraguan tobaccos by, oh, oh, wait for it, wait for it. Who's that guy? A.J. Fernandez. Aww. Thank you very much for Aging Room. So nicely. Uh, A.J. made it for uh, Rafael Nodal, who owns the Aging Room. Uh, brand. Uh, the Villager La Vincidora Churchill. This is not the Villager that I tried that I had such trouble with. Uh, but this one right. scored uh, scored really, really well. It's a reblend of an older uh, villager, cigar, uh, villager cigar of the same name. The original was mild. The new version, they say, is a rich Nicaraguan puro uh, rolled at the Hoya de Nicaragua factory. The Hoya, de, uh, the Hoya de Monterey La Hoya de Rio Seco, which is a Cuban. And, oh, look here, Ian. The E.P. Carrillo Core Plus Maduro Churchill Especial Number no. Seven. Didn't you talk the about the very that same cigar? Now I will admit I, I have looked at this. I knew this was on this list, but I did not know that until after I had chosen you didn't that line cigar it up that way. and and done the notes for the show. It's funny like, how it works. Yeah, like that and sometimes. I was like, oh my god, that's the very cigar I reviewed. It got a ninety-three rating in Cigar Aficionado, and this is E.P. Carrillo. And I'll point this out because you know. Our buddy uh, Alan Denny works there, who nobody cares about, and he uh, like those guys are on fire. Yeah, I mean they're just absolutely on fire. These guys work cut out for him. They got the number one cigar of the year. You gotta you gotta love like his job's got to be easy. He's got he just walks in and he's like, "Have you smoked one of my cigars? If you haven't smoked one, and job is done." Like yeah, right. At that point in time, you're just I'll be back in twenty. I'll be back in an hour and twenty minutes. (laughs) That's right. And and, and take your order. Yeah. (laughs) 
Exactly. Uh, the Cohiba Robusto uh, from Cuba made the list as well as the Monte Cristo Petit Edmundo, also from Cuba. But the Latier LAT52 from Nicaragua rolled at the My Father Cigar Factory in Nicaragua. Uh, the LAT52 uh, is uh, uh, on the list as well. They say it's virtually identical in size to the Cohiba Vejique BHK52. Uh, and so that's kind of what it's patterned mm. after, I guess. But apparently it did very, very well. The Padilla uh, Vintage Reserve Churchill from Honduras made the list, as did dun, 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 the San Latino Requiem Maduro mm. Toro from, I don't know, some guy named A.J. Fernandez. <laughs> uh, the uh, Cuban H. Upman number 2 made the list, as did the Fuente Fuente Opus X Perfection 888. Now, that's not the Opus X you had and reviewed on the show recently. No, no, I had the uh, I had the uh, the birthday one basically. Oh, right, that was right. That's so right. good. Um, I will tell you this though, like I've had the Opus X uh, pretty much every year it's come out for the last few years. If you have not treated yourself to an Opus, it X, is a pretty good treat, isn't it? Um, and yeah. I know it's an expensive cigar, but I promise mm-hmm. you will have some occasion where a twenty to thirty dollars cigar is totally worth it, and the yeah. Opus X is. Badass. That, yeah, that yeah. will happen. That it's will badass. happen. Uh, and if you don't do the Opus X, do this one: the Padron Family Reserve Number Fifty Natural. Oh, uh, yeah. It is a. Uh, it was released in celebration of the company's fiftieth anniversary, and it made uh, the list as well of the top twenty. But the Padron, the nineteen twenty six, the forty fifth, the thirtieth, the fifty. I mean, that's, you can't go wrong with them, and they're expensive. And they're, but again, you save them for that that occasion, and they're so worth it. The McAuliffe Gomez Sanchez 1RA Generation Leyenda, number one, mm, uh, came, in at, came in at number 92. You have a box of those? Who's your buddy? Oh, wait, mine's number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, in that case, I'm not interested. Uh, no, I'm completely like full of it. Yes, I didn't am. Didn't I give you one already? I think you have. I just haven't smoked yeah. it. It's sitting in the humidor. It's pretty, isn't I'm it? I'm very excited. Yes, <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, the La uh, Antiquidad Toro Grande from Nicaragua, made uh, by the Garcia family at the My Father uh, Cigar Factory. The La Antiguidad line uh, generally scores pretty well, and that one did as well. The Oliva Series 5. Melanio Torpedo. Hell yeah. <coughs> Such a good cigar. Asylum Premium 44x4. La Aurora 107 Bellicoso. The Room 101 Farce, Connecticut Church. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about that on the show. And the Alec, Bra- Alec Bradley Fine and Rare JRS 10 Grand Toro. I've eyeballed those yeah. uh, the last couple times I went into the shop. That's a $20 cigar. Y- yes, it is. And the Cernio uh, Taino Toro. I'm not familiar with this. Uh, but uh, Serenio uh, Taino was designed as a tribute to the indigenous peoples of the Caribbean, known as the Tainos. Uh, the blend is a combination of uh, combination of Ecuador and Habaco cover leaf over a Corojo 99 binder, and it's uh, uh, looks looks terrific. But that's the list. That's the twenty. You know, I can so. go. I can go along with a bunch of those. Yeah. Except for if you were to buy all those right now, you would also be broke. Yeah. Right for, now, boy, you were you were not kidding. <laughs> because other, well, and but let me tell you, you know, we were talking about the the cigar that I reviewed, the EP Carrillo. Yeah, uh, core. the core. That was probably the most inexpensive cigar on that entire list. And the Meliano. Yeah, uh, Melanio. Uh, Melanio. Sorry, yeah. Melania. Right, but most of these cigars are really expensive. But there's a couple mm. of gems in there that made the list. Even well, though the not. the EP Carrillo is a great <laughs> cigar, no matter what. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so I still love that inch, that Ringmaster inch. Is oh yes, so that's good. a favorite that's of yours. Absolutely love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Oliva cigar line, I, I'm such a fan of just because 
they're so affordable and so good. Right. They could make those cigars a lot more expensive, but they don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they don't. And and it's such an affordable line. It's so good at the mm-hmm. same time. Like I know I said that already, but it's twice as good. But that's two things that we really did I like. I this rum is awesome. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, speaking of awesome, I have a feeling you're going to love this final beer that we're tasting on the show. It's from Mad River Brewing, and if you can see it on Mr. Twirly Gig, you can see how interesting the whole packaging and stuff of this is. And, you know, it's really interesting because I think of this as a very old-school style of packaging because the new-school style would have been to name it some, like, crazy, like, outer space bourbon barrel. You know, you know what I mean? Like, this is just, like, very old-school and very, like, come and get it. You oh, know it's, got, I mean? it's got a, a, a barrel... Like a, a whiskey barrel with vanilla sitting on top of it. And that's exactly what it is. Because <laughs> this is pretty simple. Yeah, this is a very straightforward um, vanilla porter uh, that was uh, aged in bourbon barrels with vanilla with vanilla beans. So I'm anxious to uh, anxious to try it. Ian, that was that was pretty good, and the drop wasn't bad. I think you uh, I think you deserve. Why, thank you, sir. I think you deserve Why, a little can tinny applause. Don't don't take my 15 minutes yet. I, yeah, I, no, that's right. I, I want to spend it the way I want to spend it. Now, so. this is looking interesting coming out of the – It's you can tell the viscosity is not huge, uh, which right. is right for a porter versus a stout. Uh, uh, sorry, passing that along to Adam there. Um, but it is, uh, it is an interesting looking – it's got some carbonation to it. And ooh. It's got the right color, that's for sure. You can smell that oak aging right there. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going to be very curious to see your reaction to this, Ian. Because it really smells like oak and vanilla. Mm-hmm. The vanilla is not as huge as uh, I was expecting. As you might expect. Yes, but I agree. It's there, and it's an undertone to the to that bourbon barrel. It smells bourbony a little bit, too. It's got that bourbon sweetness to the smell. Having already taken a, uh, a little research sip, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get the vanilla bean on the finish. Man, that... Um, it's actually a little thinner mouthfeel than I was expecting mm-hmm. for what I it agree. is. I agree. I agree. But I don't know that it detracts from this beer. The um, it's got enough carbonation, but not too much. Yes. So I think that they have got a great balance on that. I think the mouthfeel on this is a little deceptive now that I've now that I've tried it. Uh, what do you mean when you say deceptive? Well, it feels a little thinner than you expect, but then again, it kind of spreads through the whole palate a little mm-hmm. more, like a like a bigger mouthfeel. Um, I'm getting a little coffee and chocolate on the uh, retro. Yeah, I can I can pick that up. The coffee is definitely there. Chocolate is it, it, bitter chocolate in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the oak though, this is this is a bit of an oak bomb. I kind of like that about it. The vanilla is subtle in this. Like, it is subtle. I agree. For it to be called the, um, for it to be called the, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't read it. Bourbon bourbon barrel vanilla porter. Mm-hmm. The vanilla is a lot uh, more subtle than I thought, but I think that the more sips that I have of it, the more present it kind of becomes. It's one of those. Vanilla is one of those. Uh, <clears throat> to paraphrase our uh, our uh, buddies from the uh, Great White North, um, uh, vanilla is the finest of the flavors. But vanilla is one of those flavors that if you use too much of it at one time, mm. it's not as good as if you use it a little more uh, subtly. Yeah, you know, this um, is a good bare beer. naked ladies is who I was quoting by the way. Oh. Um, the, uh, but the it, it it is a very good beer, and I like the subtlety of the vanilla bean. Um, I agree. This is one, even though it's a a, a 
pretty big beer. This is a 9.5%. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I would say a beer like this, especially with as much oak as this has, because, man, it's it's got that oak astringency that is, like, it really kind mm-hmm. of kind of dries your yes. mouth out a little bit. It does a little this bit. This would be easy to drink a whole bottle by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, this is not a, hmm, I just want a sip of that and let it go. Like, this, I could drink this whole bottle easily. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Goes down pretty easy. And I might drink the rest of this bottle. <laughs> So it's actually yeah, this is this is pretty good. It's yeah. it's it's not as big as you'd expect of some of these, but it really is. It, mm-hmm. it, in in what it lacks in the bigness and the mouthfeel, um, it makes up for with with flavors and some some of those uh, the subtle vanilla and the big oak and the and the bourbony thing that kind of threads through it. You know, it's awfully good. So good job, guys. This is a good beer. I could see. Uh, I would totally drink the entire. Yeah, one I, I could. I could see sitting down and putting that away. Yeah, yeah. like I, I would have no problem drinking. Which is funny because at nine point five percent, like finding a beer that's that that high percentage, and this rich, and thinking, okay, I can drink an entire glass of this. Right. That's that's no, you're right. A nice flavor. It's a nice flavor balance. Because often when you pick up something that's got that high percentage and that you are, you know, sampling, it's one of those. Glad we opened this so we could all pass it so around. So we could and split her a little, a little bit, simple. right? Yeah, yeah this uh, one makes me a little more stingy, actually. I kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've uh, uh, we've actually, you know, uh, fulfilled the prophecy of our uh, of our you know uh, mad mad commenter, and we've liked everything today. We have, and that's okay. You know, uh, like we bought these beers. I, I'd rather buy beer that I like mm. than beer that I don't. Mm. I agree with you. What was what was the standout for you on the show today? Mm, was it dog the rum? Was it the dogfish the, head? The dogfish head and the rum. Uh, they both are so good. Uh, I would say if there's one standout that was unexpected to me, and this is this is no knock for dogfish head because I expect dogfish head to be that kind of interesting mm-hmm, and that kind of mm-hmm. good. So uh, that was not unexpected. Right. The standout one, though, that I uh, didn't expect to like as much as I did was definitely the rum because I'm just not as much as a, of a rum drinker. Yeah. I expected to like the rum, but I wasn't sure what to expect in terms of the flavor profile. So that's uh, that's that's very interesting. I think the most pleasant surprise to me was actually finding out that uh, Carbock is is actually supporting coastal conservation with their coastal conservation. Well, that, you know, and that was a good beer. It was um, a good beer. I would say that I will drink more of that. I would. I would put that like uh, out of all Carbox beers right now. I'd put that on the list. I would. That would definitely be the one that I like. Do you like that better than Love Street? I do. I, I do. I think I do too. I like that. I Love Street's too. a good solid uh, mm-hmm. beer, good solid but Polish, I, this but, is yeah. this is I think uh, it's a good beer. It's a good offering. It's the first time that they've put out a new beer uh, since before they were acquired that I've gone okay. This is an well, outstanding beer because they uh, they have the Crawford Bach, which has the um, I'm going to put that up here, which has the whole Astros thing going on. Mm-hmm. The can mm-hmm. looks great. It's it's. Uh, it's fantastic. It's it's everywhere in Houston, obviously because of the Astros right, thing. Of course, yeah. Uh, but frankly, I think that's a lame beer. I think. Yeah, you weren't crazy about. I that. I think it's that. very. It's not a bad beer. It's just meh. It's it's right. not. It didn't. It didn't captivate you. Yeah, and 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 that's not officially you know a beer that we have on the show or anything like that. I just uh, there was one in the fridge and I thought, well, I haven't tried it, and. You know, they say Crawford Bach is so smooth you can easily stretch that single into a double. I frankly. To me, if smooth is the word you choose to use, mm-hmm. I, it's too smooth. It's it's not. There's not enough. It's too water. It's like a watered down Bach to me. Um, however, this, I Coastal will buy this. This yes. was 
darn good. Well, as we uh, as we head out for the uh, end of the show here, I uh, want to thank uh, everybody that has uh, made some of these fine products that we've sampled here on the show today. And I want to uh, thank you, Ian, Adam on the Wheels of Steel. And I just want to point out how awesome it is that you actually used the phrase, I got this out of the fridge and I hadn't tried it, so I got it. You have the best work fridge here We have ever. the best work fridge so, ever. <laughs> I just want to uh, also, ever. I want to give a quick shout the out freezer's to not bad some either. of the people that are on here every week. Um, uh, Brian. On the chat, yes. Uh, Gio. Uh, Howard Sandler. we got to we got to have him back on. He's so fun. We do. He has great cigars. Yes, too. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Doug Carroll uh, uh, pitches in all the time, man. Much love. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Uh, share this out. Um, whether you love us or you hate us, if you love us, share it out because you love us. If you hate us, share it out because you're punishing your friends. Yes, man, and uh, we love all of it. So, <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, thank you so much. I, I want to thank all of you for participating and for uh, making smoking and toasting a big enough deal that uh, one of the members of the show can actually try to sneak into IPCPR. I'm gonna wear my smoking and toasting shirt. We couldn't and do just this. Be like, without- don't you know who I am? We couldn't do this without you guys. Don't you know who I am? Have a uh, fantastic week, my friends. We will be back here, I believe, if all goes as as hoped. uh, Ian will be out next week, but I will be uh, hosting the show with our good friend Jeremiah Butler uh, from B and B Butchers and Restaurant. Yes, we and uh, and that should be fun. We will be off on the fourth, but I'll have a full report back (laughs) uh, after the fourth. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to miss you. I'm not going to see you for two weeks. I know. It's going to be. Sad, I'm used Ian. to drinking beer with you. No cruise. Except my beer is gone. Huh. I have a little of this. Uh, oh, you're going to offer up some rum. Some rum left. Then uh, cheers. And uh, <laughs> have a cheers. great week, my friends. Trust no one. Later. Oh, my, that rum is good. Holy cow, that rum is good.